War never changes. Remember, no Russian. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? If I'm to choose between a greater and lesser evil, I'd rather not choose at all. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. What's up, my friends? Welcome to episode 10 of Let's Talk Video Games. I'm Baltar Nunez, and I will be your host on this show, as usual. Uh, but I do have to tell you that you need to brace yourselves, because today we're going to talk about tons of stuff, like a lot of stuff, you know? A lot of news, almost everything. I'll say everything is exciting to a degree. I don't know, I think it's a great way to end a Friday night, you know? Now, we're going to talk about, first, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. We got a chance to learn a little bit more of the campaign. I don't know. I think the, the franchise has been having these hiccups during the last years. But I think, I think it's time they make things right. And maybe they do. Maybe they will. You know, maybe they will, will make things right with this, with this title. Also, Fortnite. Fortnite's getting, well... We have already Fortnite's new season, season four. You know what that means. You know, it's a new map, new skins, uh, new weapons, new theme in general. This time, I think they outdone themselves and they really brought some cool stuff that I think a lot of people will like. We will also be talking about Gotham Knights because last Saturday we witnessed the DC Fandom, an event with lots of announcements and some of them, two of them to be precise, were uh, video game related. Gotham Knights was one of them and it was teased all of uh, last week and we finally got some commented gameplay and the trailer. But the other game is Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. It was, you know, in the same event. And this one is set on the Arkham universe. You know, Arkham Knight, Arkham Origins, and that those Batman games. Well, Suicide Squad Kills Justice League is set on that same universe. Gotham Knights, we're not sure yet, but um maybe, you know, it's a it's a it's a maybe for now. Also, we have Gamescom. We have the first two days of Gamescom to talk about. Uh, I think it's arguably the most important expo on video games uh, right now. And, oh man, it was like, we literally got bombarded with information. So uh, again, brace yourselves because there's a lot of things for you to take in. And uh, you know what? Let's just, let's just start, you know? And um, again, let's start with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The game was recently announced, and the game is set to be released on November 13, 2020. It will be released on both uh, current-gen consoles, you know, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, but also on the next generation of consoles. Now, the standard version will be available only for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Apparently, it will cost $60. The cross-generation one will cost $10 more. And obviously, you will be able to play on both consoles. And the ultimate version will apparently have no impact 
on you know the generation playability, but probably it probably include you know DLCs as as usual and and I'll say probably cross gen. You know it probably be cross gen too. Now I think it's worth noting that the game is supposed to run on uh, 4K, uh, 120 hertz, and 120 frames per second. I mean that's what they say. You know. Uh, we have heard this statement, like I mean, not this one exactly, but similar statements every single time. And it's not until we are pretty much close to release and someone outside of their circle plays the game that we get the actual information. And usually they 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 are lying, you know. I hope this is not the case, but it's quite possible. Now, here's what we know. It's set in the 80s, and it's a direct sequel of the original Black Ops game. The only really good one, to be honest. The good thing is also that the writer of uh, Black Ops 1 is commanding this one too. Therefore, characters like Mason, Woods, and Hudson will be there with us. However, the protagonist will have some new interesting characteristics. Any characteristics to be uh, precise because you can customize it. You can create even like, you know, this background uh, for it. So even for your characters, your protagonist will be a mystery. If you know your history, you know stuff about the Cold War, you know, the basic stuff. And probably, you know, about the diplomatic issues at the time between the United States and the Soviet Union. Using data that was released uh, recently, this game is trying to emulate what really happened, you know, in the Cold War with a bit of artistic license. There's a new feature too, because we'll have secondary missions that are a new thing for the franchise, but these missions will have an impact on the main narrative. That means they are not a filler mission. They do tailor in some way uh, the experience you have during the game. And you can do, you know, you can take make some choices that will eventually give you one ending or another. That's right, you will have several endings on Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Now, gameplay-wise, I think the game is quite close to the original one. And I don't know, but I, it feels like the sequel we really never got. Like the last one. And it kinda is. Apparently, they they have the idea of doing this game directly after finishing the original Black Ops. So it's one decade of this idea growing and being developed on what we will see on November. I think I'll just give it the benefit of the doubt, because Black Ops was so fucking cool. I have faith in them. I don't know why, but but I do. It can be a really cool game, and I really hope it will. Everyone talks about Fortnite every single time, and um, makes sense, you know? If it's not Fortnite, like, doing some crazy mashups with superheroes or whatever, it's Epic Games um, doing lawsuits against Apple. I don't know, they're just everywhere. But, um, I gotta say, I stopped playing Fortnite for probably a year. I played the game uh, day one, and seriously, like, I literally was waiting for it to be released so I could play it. I was um, at school at the time, 
But um, I loved it. I loved the way and I liked how it uh, continuously evolved. But I lost interest at some point. Uh, it was before, you know, the chapter two thing. But I am interested in it now. Because, honestly, it's because of this season. I am not going to lie. I am uh, really excited about it. And what really is exciting for me about it is the theme. As you know, each new season of Fortnite creates a new theme on the map, a new theme on the skins, a new theme on pretty much everything that uh, encapsulates Fortnite. Now, this time... Okay, okay. Let me just recap. All seasons have the theme, but the theme is done by Fortnite. They develop the idea by themselves. They just add stuff to it, you know. All the Batman uh, uh, skins, all the Marvel skins are added to uh, the existing theme that was created by Fortnite. However, this is the first time that the whole theme of the season is done by Fortnite and another company, this time Marvel. So, all the skins we get on the Battle Pass are Marvel-related. I don't even want to know how much money Marvel had to pay for this, but fine. We have skins like, uh, you know, you can get on the Battle Pass uh, level 1 Thor, level 22 uh, She-Hulk, uh, you can get Groot, you can get Storm, Doctor Doom, Mystique, Tony Stark and then transform it to Iron Man and Wolverine. And uh, man, I, I have no clue why this happened, but it's so fucking cool. I love Marvel. I'm a sucker for Marvel. And even though my favorite superhero is not present, I still like those. Like Storm is cool. Iron Man's cool. Uh, She-Hulk is fucking nice. I'm just hoping Spider-Man eventually gets to to the game and i will be so pleased with that well now there's new things on uh, the game because there are these awakening mechanics you know you cannot add like skin to uh tony stark you know like tony stark is iron man what do you do like do you create two skins or do you add a style to the Tony Stark skin to transform it into Iron Man. But then again, if you can transform to Iron Man with uh, this style, shouldn't you be able to go back? And I think that's the exact same thought that crossed the minds of the people at Fortnite's development team. Because these Awakening missions create a built-in emote for specific skins so for instance tony stark has a built in uh, emote that if you do it you get the uh, iron man suit if you do it again you um you know you get out of the iron man suit so i think it's pretty neat honestly it's a really really nice way to um tackle this problem of having kind of two skins uh but they are the same person so pretty nice i think it's pretty cool and uh, we're getting to one of the, um, I'll say, most important topics of today, and it's Gotham Knights. So, as I said before, last week, we got teased with clues about the new Batman game. And on Saturday, Gotham Knights uh, was announced. 
And we were right, you know, new Batman game. But we weren't at the same time because in Gotham Knights, Batman or Bruce Wayne or whatever is dead. And also, sadly, Commissioner Gordon. He activates Batman, not Commissioner Gordon, Nightfall Protocol and gives the Bat family a base of operations. Uh, you can play as Batgirl, Robin, Redcoot and Nightwing. And you can play the game in solo mode or cooperative mode. As usual, Gotham is in danger, and it's up to the Bat family to do beat this new enemy, the Court of Owls. The Court of Owls uh, in the comics are a group of really important uh, social and economic figures in Gotham. They're kind of like the Illuminati, but just for Gotham, and they control everything. However, the Waynes uh, were not happy with how that worked. And the Owls killed one of uh, Bruce's ancestors, like a really old figure, like a long time ago, for opposing the Court of Owls. Now, uh, the, the Knights, you know, uh, the Bat family, they will have to face the Court of Owls enforcers called the Talons, which have regenerative qualities because of uh, chemical. And they're like kind of meta-human. I think it's cool. The, the arc of the Court of Owls is pretty new. In the, you know, 2000s something, 2010s maybe. But I uh, I love it. It's really cool. And seeing it in a video game where uh, we will not be able to see Batman is going to be interesting. Warner Brothers Montreal also said that there are mysteries or a mystery besides the Court of Owls, so you will be unraveling that one while playing and trying to defeat the Court of Owls. It's not as straightforward as it sounds right now. As I said before too, I am not sure if the game is um, taking place in the Arkham universe. Mechanical-wise, the combat is really different. For instance, there's no combo counter, that was an important thing on other Batman games. And enemies have uh, levels that point to RPG and also like a health bar. So, uh, I don't know, it sounds interesting. And I'm almost sure it's going to be an RPG because also Warner Brothers Montreal said that you can build uh, each character based on your own playstyle. So, yeah, there's different stuff from the Arkham games. But, you know, some stuff like gliding or using the grappling gun for ledges are just like Arkham Knight. I really like the idea of having an RPG, especially on this case, because you can see and you can feel the growth of each character as you progress with the skill, the skill tree. As I said, the game can be played as uh, alone or in cooperative mode, and this might raise some concerns. Uh, let me tell you that the game can be played 100% offline. Like, you don't need to be online at any time. You can just play the game without connecting to the internet. So rest easy, because single-player games are still in the house. I think now that we just gotta wait for new information on the game, uh, it's supposed to be released next year, so I don't know, let's just stay put. We also got some uh, new game, the new game of Rocksteady, called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. 
And um, this time, obviously, we will control Suicide Squad. And its members are Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, and Captain Boomerang. We have almost no information, but it appears to be a game focused on the action in third-person perspective. And the premise is something something like this. Metropolis is swarmed with mind-controlled enemies. That's kind of a big deal, but not too much. However, uh, Superman is one of those enemies, so he'll probably be the main villain. So, uh, if you think about the name of the game called uh, Kill the Justice League, it just implies more characters. Batman, maybe? Green Lantern? They are referenced in some balloons in the trailer, popped by King Shark. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think the game the gameplay is going to be similar to Gotham Knights. For example, you can switch uh, characters uh, whenever you want. And each character has, obviously, different abilities and weapons. For example, Captain Boomerang can teleport using its boomerangs. Uh, King Shark leaps. Deadshot uh, uses its jetpack. Jet and Harley Quinn, her grappling hook. Uh, the game, again, can be played uh, in solo or cooperative mode. It's probably going to be something like Gotham Knights or Marvel's Avengers. And I really... Really hope it's not something like Marvel's Avengers because playing the beta, I am so bored by it. Like, I don't like it. However, it's Rocksteady. They showed the industry how to make good comic book characters games. And they are pretty much the predecessors of a lot of these uh, comic book games, DC or Marvel related. And... I mean, man, the, the, the Batman combat system was revolutionary. And I believe in Rocksteady. Uh, they prove themselves each time, and this is a new challenge. However, we will still need to wait a long time, because it's said to be released in 2022. So it's still in early stages of development. And I do want to say, though, that I liked how all the um, characters were modeled, especially King Shark. I mean, he's a shark, but like mixed with a human, but still he has so much expression on his face. I don't know how they did that. Like, it's impressive how small details can change the whole emotion a character um, emanates. And uh, man, it's, it's time to talk about Gamescom. It started on Thursday with... Uh, opening night and it's happening right now like it's still uh, Gamescom time uh, it will be available for other two days and in this podcast we will just be discussing uh, yesterday Thursday and today Friday and what we saw there one of the most expected games it's new Insomniac's title Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart the developers of Marvel's Spider-Man confirmed that the game will launch on the PlayStation 5 window, which probably be uh, released on November 13, 2020. Ratchet and Clank will run at 60 frames per second on PlayStation 5 and apparently have zero loading screens. We got to see some gameplay. Uh, it really looks polished, like really polished battle mechanics. 
that are quite dynamic too. It doesn't feel like too dull. And we're trying to defeat Dr. Nefarious and its evil plan. However, by doing so, we caused like reality issues from there, the Rift Apart name. And as usual, the game has a fresh look, but not too cartoony. It's not like a Mario Odyssey. It's similar to it, but with, let's say, like a Mario Odyssey, but with uh, aiming for realistic graphics. And also, Bioware presented a new game of one of its most popular franchises ever, Dragon Age. And I'm talking about Dragon Age 4. The thing is, we didn't see a normal trailer. We saw like a trailer mixed with behind-the-scenes footage where the devs talked about some interesting stuff about the game. They said that they will have new original creatures, new original storyline, naturally, and new architecture. They are trying to make of the story a really powerful one, uh, a one uh, story where the main character really feels like a hero. When you play it, you will feel like a hero. Our hero will probably start with no powers. That's uh, also something they said, kind of. But I don't know, it's going to be interesting because if they want to uh, make you look like a hero in Dragon Age with no powers, I can only imagine. I don't know. I'm just hopeful that uh, we get to see some gameplay soon or a trailer, or anything that's not behind-the-scenes footage. And uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, damn! Finally revived after a few years of um, nothing, after the prequels, and now we got so much stuff. First of all, we saw LEGO Star Wars game, um, and the new one coming that it's based on the Skywalker saga. In case you don't know, the Skywalker saga are pretty much all movies. Uh, um, the three uh, trilogies, the original one, prequels, and the sequels. And even though it was said to be released this year, it was delayed uh, until 2021. I know there are a lot of games of Lego Star Wars. But this one is not based, it's not a remake. It's based on the movies, but they added new new stuff. You know, it's a brand new look at the saga on LEGO's perspective. Which means uh, the newest mechanics, better graphics, and probably new jokes. And I'm sad to say, I was never a big fan of LEGO games when growing up. But damn, I, I realized a few years ago how grave a mistake that was. It's so much fun. It's really simple gameplay, but it's so entertaining at the same time. And also, as a Star Wars fan, I am super excited to be able to play all the movies, even with not, um, let's say, uh, realistic graphics. But it's great. I, I love it, and I'm pretty sure the game is going to be a success. The last thing Star Wars related was obviously Star Wars Squadrons. And we just saw like a little, little bit of the campaign gameplay. They showed us some familiar faces like Leia and Wedge Antilles. And that's pretty much it. Honestly, we didn't got like too much info on it. But that's 
that's good because the game is super close to release and we already have a ton of information. They just don't want to spoil everything. That's okay. They just want to keep you hyped. And at the time, I am. I mean, at the moment, I am I am quite uh, hyped for it. I just hope it's good. One thing they did say, though, was that the customization is available in the campaign, too. So that's nice to know. The game of the moment also appeared. And I'm talking about Fall Guys. And even though we are still in Season 1, we got uh, Season 2 announced which will be um, medieval-themed. That means knights and dragons. Only the best for Fall Guys. Obviously, we will get some new costumes, but there will be also uh, new minigames. This season will change some of the games we know now and, you know, give it a twist. Give them a little bit of a change. A lot of them are based like super closely to what we have seen now but some seem like really really like brand new and that's great i love the idea of having each season changes on the mini games because it was obvious that at some point it was just gonna get super repetitive and uh, one of the surprises of thursday night was the announcement of a new intellectual property a game called unknown nine awakening what we saw was super weird, like not really revealing, similar to the Far Cry 6 trailer, like cinematic, super nice graphics and a bit of context, but otherwise mysterious. The game is a third person narrative driven action adventure game, a lot of words, and um, it's part of the Unknown 9 franchise that it's present in a lot of media. Now this game is gonna encompass what we've seen and heard in podcasts, novels, comics, and games. And according to its narrative director and producer, it's inspired, loosely inspired, on The Matrix, uh, Heroes, the series, Indiana Jones, and The X-Files. The game will focus on the beginning, you know, on, on awakening. It is set around 100 years after everything we've known or we... We've seen of Unknown 9 Media and will serve as a way to teach people about the franchise with some nice touches for old fans. The main character is Haruna, a girl from India who lives on the streets. She can slow the perception of time and manipulate the energies of the bodies of people. I got to see some artwork of the game and it has like a rather yellow greenish focused color palette. But it does feel accurate. It has a lot of attention to detail. And I really think that it's going to be interesting to see how this game uh, develops. Because we have absolutely no clue of the release date. At least not at the time. So I don't even think we're going to see it like next year. Prepare yourselves for an announcement of this game um, 2022 or the year after that. The last thing about Thursday night I'm going to talk about is Doom Eternal, which will finally get its first proper expansion called The Ancient Gods that it's coming on October 20. And it will feature new enemies, new locations, and new amazingly brutal battles. Uh, new Evil has um, generated an imbalance, and it's our Slayer's duty 
to solve this imbalance one dead body at a time. Today we got more Gamescom, this time with the Future Games show. We saw an absurd amount of games, so I'm gonna make a quick summary of it, like the most important things um, we take from, from that show, in my opinion. Uh, the first thing we saw was Die by the Blade, a game coming to PC and consoles on 2021. And it really looks interesting. It's a fighting game, but with the realistic mechanics. If you think about it, Mortal Kombat, another uh, realistic fighting game, it's not really realistic, just the graphics. I mean, you can get a punctured heart or lung, and the only thing that happens is that you lose a bit of health. But otherwise, your character is alive and well, still kicking ass. And this game on, on Die by the Blade, you can end fights with one good hit. You know, if you hit the head, you die, obviously. It's like a samurai game, like a duel between samurais. So you hit the head with your katana. Obviously, the other person will die. And that's why what, what Die by the Blade is trying to emulate. Uh, I think the purpose of the game is to make the player feel excited, but also on edge at all times. Damn, the next game was mind-blowing. How the hell did I even think about this? The game is called BPM, or Bullets Per Minute, and it's a shooter game where pretty much you just only eliminate enemies. But there's a catch. You need to shoot and reload according to the beat of the song that's playing in the background. You know, it's like a combination of, you know, these dancing games or Guitar Hero, but for sadistic bastards. You can play the game on PC on September 15, 2020, and next year on consoles. So, uh, I don't know how every, how could you even think about this kind of game? Or how could you not? You know, the developers of musical games, what, what the hell is going on with you? You should have been able to, to imagine something like this. This is going to be, if done correctly, this game is going to be the next big thing for um, musical games. And we'll probably see a lot of similar uh, releases to this one. This is going to be the original one. Uh, we also saw a gameplay for Quantum Error, a game described as a cosmic horror FPS that will be released sadly only on PlayStation 5 at the moment. It will follow Captain Jacob Thomas in an attempt to control an unknown entity. This entity destroyed a research facility and has the whole place on lockdown. Quantum Error has zombie-like enemies that appear to have like chemical burns and it kind of reminds me of The Last of Us but as an FPS and like way more dark. The game played showed apart when all the lights were out and you could only see through a small thermal scope. And in that part, the sound design was so, so on point. Like listening to the frightful breathing gives a lot of emotion to the game. The problems of the facility are like super bad because Captain Thomas ends up traveling to another world during the gameplay. I am a fan of horror games, so I just hope we get to see a better look, you know, get to get a better look of the game because 
this was a super early build and the graphics were definitely not polished. But again, it was super early build, so probably be better, hopefully, when we see it uh, on release date. Now, um, the Lord of the Rings Gollum was presented too. The game uh, has Gollum, obviously, as the protagonist. And I think that's an interesting take, you know, because Gollum is no fighter. He's light on his feet, just like hobbits, but he's old as hell. He just witnessed firsthand a lot of changes in Middle-earth. Uh, the gameplay will focus a lot on, on, on sneaking and moving throughout Middle-earth. Uh, you will also be able to explore the other personality, the kind personality of Gollum, Smeagol. And therefore, there will be some dialogue options where the inner conflict of, a, of, of Gollum will be presented. The game is set to be released on late 2021. And I have mixed feelings about it. I am so sorry. I like the idea. I think the mechanics sound nice, sound interesting, especially the dialogue options. But the aesthetics are definitely not my favorite. Middle Earth, especially during Sauron's reign, is a dark place. I mean, it usually isn't, but on that specific time frame, it is. I don't know. I think it's rarely... It re like rarely nice obviously the shire and stuff like look cool but it usually is, is dark that's the whole feel of the books the movies and the games we've seen always and the art design on lord of the rings Gollum is playful and the characters look like they were modeled with clay i, I don't know it just maybe me but i don't feel like this is the way to create a Lord of the Rings game. I'm so sorry. I, I'm just not as interested as I want to be. They will really have to show something uh, mind blowing for me to be interested in again. So uh, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Whatever. Now, uh, I really want to talk about this game. I don't know if everyone is as excited as I am about it. Um, Death Ground. Death Ground is the game I'm so excited about and so passionate about all of a sudden. I mean, listen to this, and I dare you not to be excited. The game is a survival horror that makes you face an army of AI-controlled dinosaurs. I know, I know, right? Uh, survival horror and dinosaurs? You know, just like the fear you felt when the T-Rex first attacked on Jurassic Park, you know? In the rain, it's a dream come true. And the game mechanics look super similar to Alien Isolation, which was an amazing survival horror too, but with dinosaurs. If you do are interested in the game, you can still back it up on Kickstarter. I will leave you with a link for it on the show notes, because I just love the idea. Just damn, so freaking good. Ah, back the game up. Come on. We also saw Watch Dogs Legion. In case you didn't know, the new mechanic for this franchise is that any NPC is recruitable for your Legion. That means that anyone that's present in the Watch Dogs world will be at your disposal. However, you will be able, you will have, you know, to, to recruit them by doing some missions that show that you are interested in the community. 
there is also a new nice thing, and it's that you can change character for any specific part of the mission that you want. In the gameplay, we saw a change to the hooligan archetype, which can call some bodies, like two bodies, to kick some government ass. Certainly, it's interesting to see how the game will feel with so many playable characters, uh, because the mechanics feel super cool, but the story may be flawed. We will see how it works on October 29, 2020. And man, that's that's pretty much all I have to say for, for today's podcast. Whew, it was a long one, wasn't it? Uh, but I had fun, and I hope you did too, because we talked about so, so many exciting things that are coming and some that are already here. Thanks, thanks again for tuning in today, and I will be seeing all of you on Friday. So, until then, stay safe. Cheers!